Hi, everybody. Hey, hey. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening. How's everybody doing? Hope y'all are well. It is a beautiful, beautiful Sunday evening, and we are just relaxing here at the house. I tell you what, y'all, um, today was a beautiful day. Today was a nice day. It wasn't too hot. wasn't too cold. It was just perfect. But anyways, my name is Freddie Cole. I'm Kalila Cole. And we are the Common Coles. We are here for yet another episode where we are able to come together and just have common conversations about relationships. Um, just be able to talk together about different things that maybe sometimes they're hard topics to discuss. Other times it might just be simple conversations that people battle with or whatever the case might be. But we want to make sure that we come in today, keep it light, keep it fun, and um, and just be able to have open dialogue. So wherever you guys are, I want to hopefully you guys can uh, chime in, let us know where you're at, where you're listening from. And if you have any questions or any input, throw it out there in the comment sections. All right. You ready? We're going to jump right in. So today, this topic we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the difference uh, between alignment and compatibility, right? Um, there are two different things, two different components that you should be considering when, you know, when you're looking at getting into a relationship with somebody, you want to make, there's some things that you want to make sure you're in alignment with, but then there's some things that you could be compatible with. Like, okay, maybe you're good in this area and I'm not. Uh, maybe you like certain things that I don't like, but it's all about two becoming one, right? Um, I got a scripture for you guys before we get started. It's in Proverbs 27 and 17. And it says that as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So when we think about that scripture, you know, when you're dealing with relationships, both parties should be sharpening the other side. And when we talk about alignment, we sharpen each other by the things that we share in common. But then we talk about compatibility. We sharpen each other by expanding what my comfort zone is, going outside of my comfort zone for some of the things that you enjoy versus, and also you coming outside of your comfort zone uh, doing and doing some of the things that I enjoy. And so that helps sharpen our relationship. What do you got? Well, I was just scrolling on Facebook as I posted the flyer for this evening. And uh, one of my Facebook friends, they posted this post. They said, and I just happened to look at it and I just, you know, I just got to bring it in. Mm -hmm. And she said, a man who can't lead will always be frustrated with a strong woman. Let's talk about it. I want to talk about it because that deals with Ooh. alignment and compatibility. Oh, my. I'm going to say it one more time. A man who can't lead will always be frustrated with a strong woman. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Well, shoes. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's I want talk, you want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let me sit up. Let me sit up. Let me sit up. All right. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. It's not that I don't. I don't think that he's frustrated because she's a strong woman, uh -huh. right? I don't think he's frustrated because he won't. She won't allow him to lead in the lane that he can lead in. She knew who he was. When she him. You know yeah, what I mean? She yeah, knew who yeah. he was. She knew who she was and mm -hmm. she knew who he was. Mm -hmm. And he had a lane and a vision that he was in. She had a lane and a vision that she was in. For some reason, I believe that what we do as women, um, because again, we get to choose, right? We can choose. Men come, they find us, we get to choose. She chose someone who was leading in a different direction. And now she wants to try to conform him to come in her direction to lead in that manner. But there's other things too. But go ahead. That's that was my that that's the first thing that came to mind. Yo, we jumped right <laughs> in the pool. Yo, we don't care if it's a heated pool or not. We jumping in. Listen, so I think one of the things that I can point out from that is 
she used the word always. Mm-hmm. Right? A man who can't lead will always be frustrated with a strong woman. Can I? I don't want to disagree with her statement, but I also want to challenge it just a little bit. Some men choose a strong woman so that they don't have to lead. You know what I'm saying? And they may understand they're not good with leadership. So they may choose a woman that is stronger than them so that they don't have to feel the pressure of leading. Now, when we talk about alignment versus compatibility, this is compatibility. You're strong in an area where I'm weak. And so this is, man, this is going to be good. Mm -hmm. This is going to be good. Because again, leadership is in different areas. It's different areas. When you say they can't lead, are you saying they just can't lead nothing? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're using absolute words. Absolute right? words, yeah. And we try to stay away from absolutes like always and never and all that. We try to stay away from it as much as possible. You know, because one of the things that we talk about in this area, like you, you broke down something that is different areas. Like you can be a good leader in this area, but you may not be so strong in this area. And I think this is where we can kind of get into the topic today. Um, well, I guess we can start with compatibility since that's where we, where we, you know, initially jumped in. You know, the objective... In a relationship for two people to grow together. What's up, Eric Kells? I just want to say hey to y'all. It's good to see y'all. I love y'all. That's family right there. But um, the objective in a relationship is for two people to become one, right? That's the objective in a marriage. That's what you're working towards before you get married. Two people becoming one. And so in order for that to happen, um, we do have to look at the alignment and the compatibility. Now, on the compatibility side, we're talking about this half of the pie. This is what I bring to the table. Right? That's all I got, though. All I got is this half of the pie. But me knowing what this half of the pie looks like, I'm going to show you this. This is my half of the pie. That's all I got. Then you come to the table and you show me your half of the pie. And if your half of the pie makes up for the weakness or for what I'm missing on my half of the pie, y'all can tell I'm in Thanksgiving mode right now. I'm talking about pies. So... <laughs> But if what I bring to the table makes up for what you don't have, and if what you bring to the table makes up for what I don't have, that's when we start talking about compatibility. That relationship can work. And what I've come to realize is sometimes um, people will cancel out relationships. They'll, they'll, they'll break up with somebody. They'll divorce somebody. They'll Even before they have a chance to even get in a relationship with the person, they'll be like, no, they ain't the one. Why? Because... The problem is, is you're thinking about the fact that they don't bring to the table the same stuff you bring to the table, right? Hey, hey Pastor Daniel, how y'all doing? Because they don't bring to the table the same stuff you bring to the table. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like to go bike riding. I like to go to the gym and work out. And you don't like to do those things. Therefore, you're not the one. Well, listen, let's talk about it, right? That's mm-hmm. what that's what Kel said. Right. Let's talk about it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I was was just going to say that, you know, ultimately, when we cancel people out, we haven't considered the fact that they might be compatible from that perspective of complementing what we bring to the table. I may not bring all these things, but this is what I bring. So I can't cancel you out because you might bring something that will fulfill what I don't bring to the table. So what we're talking about is I, I, I looked at a Facebook post and my friend posted, she said, a man who can't lead will always be frustrated with a strong woman. Let's talk about it. And so let's talk. I want to break this down to every element in this. I want to break down what is a strong, what is a strong woman? Um, what is a man who can't lead? What does that even mean? Um, and this is so perfect for us mm-hmm. because that's how we, in the beginning, 
I was an independent woman, right? I didn't have a man. I had my own job. I had my own everything. So I was independent. I was a strong woman. I was a strong, independent woman. Well, let me tell you something. You could be strong and independent all by yourself and you can lead yourself. The thing is you wanted to be married for a reason. Because you were tired of leading yourself. You wanted to be submissive. You wanted somebody to come and lead you. The thing before you decide to get married is what areas do you need to be led in? Mm. If you are strong financially, you probably don't need somebody as strong financially as far as taking the books, right? taking care of the books. You Y'all can work together on that. You can lead that, right? You can make sure that things are set, the house is managed well. You know how to clean. You know how to cook. You know how to. So you don't need a man who can lead in those areas. But maybe you need a man with a strong vision that surpasses your own vision so that he can lead you into the direction that you're trying to go. But if you get with somebody and their vision is to, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, their vision is is to just, you know, be at home, rent for the rest of their life and, you know what I'm saying, or live with their mama or whatever it is that they, that's as far as their vision goes. But your vision is to own franchises or your vision is to, you can't get with this man and tell him he can't lead and he bad because you a strong woman and that's why he can't lead. No. And so this is where you're out of alignment. Yeah. That's where, and okay. So that part we're going to get into the alignment part. We're going to jump into that, but there's this compatibility uh, process where we're talking about how sometimes people can cancel out who might've been their God given person or for lack of a better word, simply because they don't like or do the exact same things that you like or do, right? It's good to have somebody that's, it, it kind of, I think it would be boring to be with somebody that only likes and does the same things you like and do. I think about coming to America. Remember in the beginning when he, his dad had the arranged marriage? I don't know if y'all remember coming the to America. was jumping up and down. He was like, whatever you like, like whatever you, whatever what do you, you like, 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 whatever you like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's boring. Like, yeah, and so I think she was taught wrong, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. she was she was acting off based on what she was taught to just go with whatever he wants. But I think that's so um that relationship don't work. It doesn't last long because at the end of the day, you're gonna be bored with each other because everything y'all do is the exact same things, and so there's no excitement brought to the table. There's and there's no, no friction, there's no friction to grow, right? You know, you have to have friction for growth and change. Absolutely, you gotta have it, you gotta have it so. Yes, that's good. That's good. I think um, when we talk about compatibility, um, it's important to, to when you're looking at someone or even if you're already in a relationship, instead of downing that person or looking down that person because they don't do what you do, this is an opportunity for you to find out, well, what are the things that they do? And then you guys can work together at growing in those areas, not because you have to force yourself to enjoy it, but because what it does, it increases the passion. Lean into their passion and it increases passion in your relationship. Right. You know, in Timothy, is it Timothy or Titus? Now I'm going to have to look it up. But where it says the older women need to teach the, teach the younger um, women how to love their husbands. It says teach the younger women how to love their husbands. Now, here's the thing. The reason why this is so is because we as women, I'm not going to say what the world, the world says that women mature faster than men, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but you know, I'm just saying. But listen, <laughs> y'all, uh, y'all, listen y'all got listen. my mouth. No, no, y'all, listen. Y'all, y'all, y'all witty. Listen. Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. Um, oh, now I forgot. But listen, yes, men may your the men that you marry, right? Because 
when you marry the man, you may be unequally yoked to begin, right? But you save the unbelieving spouse and the unbelieving husband save the unbelieving wife, right? You know that. That goes true with leadership. Listen, if you get a man and he doesn't, he's not quite sure about how to lead the family, we as women have a way of leading and directing gently the man, not manipulating, not deceiving. I am not saying manipulate or deceive your husband and your, your man, whatever. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, is the way in which you communicate them and lifting them up and, and believing in them, something that somebody has probably never done in their lives to help them get into that area where they can lead your family, whether it's in Bible study. Again, we have to identify what you mean by lead, whether it's in Bible study, whether it's in church, whatever it is you're trying to get your husband to lead your family into, because there are some things that you should possibly be leading mm -hmm. because you were stronger in that area. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to chime in on, on my, my man, Toby. Ooh, let me show it. So listen, this is my, this is my man. This is my brother right here. What's up, Toby? Uh, we go all the way back since high school. You covered it. I can't see it. Where's the thing at? It's right here. Oh, it's right there. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, I just want to chime in on what he said. Toby, uh, I read your comment here. I know you remember. I'm going to try to keep it light. You remember the song that Neo made with Fabuloso. And he said, I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. That song is that this says that says so much I, I yeah you make me better i think that there has to be an understanding of like i've seen you do your thing especially with that land that you have up in north carolina and how you've been you know doing businesses with it you are movement by yourself but man you can do so much more with your spouse and it's you know we, we're not gonna turn this into a counseling session but i would love to just be able to say that you know it's hard for you to fulfill everything that God has for you with that, with that property that you have up there with all the great things you did, you know, obviously it would go a lot further. It could have done a lot more if you had a support system with you. Um, and that's, it's really hard. How, what can you do with it, man? How do you carry that? You just keep being a movement, man. You keep being a movement and it'll catch fire. You know what I'm saying? It'll catch fire with other resources. Um, but it's, it's really difficult to be motivated when there's no alignment in the house and there's there we go. I guess we can really get into the alignment aspect of things now because you know you're an entrepreneur by heart man like you you know how to you know how to go get it and I think that ultimately because you know how to go get it it's good to be have that agreement or that alignment with your spouse like hey listen we about to do this thing uh, oh look 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 look, <laughs> look Quinta. Hi, Quinta. you made it in time I'm glad to see you sis um yeah, you know what I'm saying? Having that understanding. Listen, I, I I know how to go get it, and this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm passionate about, and this is how it's going to go down. You know what I'm saying? But also having that person to support you, say, listen, that's not my thing, but I'm here for you, whatever you need me to do. And I want to speak to you. I want to tell you this. Now, you have to, again, here's the alignment part, and this is where prayer is going to come in, okay? God will, if you have a vision, you have a purpose, you have a vision given to you by God. God will give you the resources and whatever you need, even if there's other partnerships that you need to help your business become a success. Now, the one thing you don't want to do is try to push your spouse into an arena that she doesn't belong in. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe she's there to take care and manage your household. Maybe she's there to do other things that you have to realize what it is that God has placed her there to do for you. Maybe it's not to be a partner in your business because it'll just become messy or maybe it'll affect your relationship. We don't know what it is that that is, you know, keeping her to, to step back to support you in other areas. So you have to look at where what other areas is she supporting me in? Mm -hmm. And can I get a partner to help me with something else? Right. Because you can do so much by yourself. But if you have a, a board, if you have partners, you have people with the same mindsets as you, then you can have that exponential growth. It's not your, you don't always need your spouse to partner with you in your business. Like my husband do real estate. I'm not in his real estate. I, I help whatever he needs me to help, but I'm not, I'm not a salesperson, right? But if he needs my help, I'm right there. But education, taking care of the house, being here so that he can go to his appointments and do whatever he has to do. I'm I'm that one. I'm that one that's going to be here and, and make sure everything is running well so he can go and take care of whatever business that he needs to take care of. And that's what he, he loves that support. So support doesn't always look like I'm with you 100% side by side doing everything that you're doing to make this work. So I think ultimately, you know, the question is, what what are the agreements that are in place? What's the conversation piece? What does that look like, um, you know, early on in the conversation about the business, right? What does that look like? Hey, this is what I'm doing as my spouse. These are my expectations. Are you willing to meet these expectations or or not? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think having that conversation early on could kind of help. So that way we don't go in with an assumption and then come out of it with disappointment. Um, so it's something to really think about as well, because like my wife said, like there's some ways of helping that may not be directly aligned with the business. It could be other things to allevi alleviate your worries so that you can run the business. So right. it's just a lot of different. I mean, it's a lot to unpack in that moment. Right. Let me take some other things off your plate. You doing that? Well, let me take care of the cooking. When you doing that, let me take care. So there's other areas to support your spouse and that we have to get out of this traditional mindset that this has to be this. We, we we always say the woman does all the cooking and cleaning and the man does the working. Even if the woman got to work, she's doing all the cooking and cleaning and taking care of the household. Whereas in the Old Testament, they had maid service, man service, the men cooked and he went out and the woman worked. The women was in ministry. I mean, come on. We have to see what works for our marriage. We cannot say, oh, look what that couple's over there. Look how, look how that world, well, they work together. Well, that is what their marriage came together to do. That's the understanding they had to make it work. But what is your marriage supposed to be like? Mm -hmm. You cannot look at somebody else's marriage and see how it's working and then try to take that package and put it in your household because it could be so many different things that the person is there for. Well, um, I'm going to say this and then I want to definitely jump jump back into it. You Ooh. said, could, could that play a role? She told me that cooking and cleaning was old times. Well, listen, this that that's something that and you're a traditional kind of man. Yeah, no doubt. So this I'm gonna say this real quick, Tobes, and then we'll we'll um we'll have a deeper conversation afterwards. Um cooking and cleaning is not old time because we have to eat. <laughs> Somebody gotta do it. Somehow we gotta eat, you know what I'm saying? So either you eat out and pay extra or you cook and save money, you know, cleaning, either you do it or you have a filthy house. So or you hire somebody to do or it. Or hire somebody to do it, you know what I'm saying? And so at the end of the day. I think I think it's just, it's all about understanding why. Why why are we talking about cooking? Why are we talking about cleaning? Is there an expectation on one person to do it? Or, yeah, I keep looking here. I should be looking at the camera. My bad. I'm getting used to this. Um, why why are we having this conversation? Is because we want to bring somebody in to do those things? Do we want to eat out? Like what is again, it goes back to that alignment. 
let's get in alignment with what our household's gonna look like because American society might say the woman cooking clean while the man goes to work, but not every household individually operates that way. You know what I'm saying? Because there's some households where where the, the wife may work longer hours than the husband, right? There may be some households where the man works from home, the woman works at, at brick and mortar or vice versa. You have to tailor it down to what, what works best for your house. Um, so that's that's what I wanted to shout out on that part. Um, alignment. What are some deal breakers? Right. Could we talk about we talked about compatibility and about how, um, you know, one can complement the other where you don't have to bring the same things to the table as me. Right. Because that gets boring. But that but now let's talk about some alignments. What are some things that we need to say that this is a deal breaker? You got to bring this to the table. Right. So I know ladies and I would say even men, everybody has that wish list. Right. When we're talking about what um, our potential spouse will look like or somebody want to date or you, whatever, you have that wish list. Right. Um they got to be fine and fit. They got to be <laughs> you said fine, fine and, and fit. fit. You got to be fine and fit because you can be fine and unfit now. You know what I'm saying? That's okay, though. But fine and fit. You got to have an 800 credit score. You got to be a six-figure earner. You got to be this. You got to be that. And that's totally cool. If that's what you want, how do you align with that? Right? How, what do you bring to the table to align with the wish list? It's totally fine to want those things. And I don't want anybody to think that you think otherwise. That's your goal. That's what you want. That's totally good. But you can't, it's difficult for you to say that we're going to be in alignment if you want somebody with an 800 credit score, but you got a 550. Or you want somebody to earn six figures, but yeah, you coming to the table and you making, I guess you could say minimum wage or whatever, right? It's, we talk about alignment because for you to get to this place with that quote unquote 800 credit score, six figure income, there's a mindset that comes with that. There's expectations that come with that. There's just like you have an expectation for that person. They also have expectations for, you know, um, you know, they have expectations for their spouse. And so these are things that, you know, when we talk about alignment. What are some things that you would say is a deal breaker? And are you willing to become those deal breakers mm -hmm. for your for that person? And here, here's the thing, right? Let's say you want somebody with eight, 800 credit score. Maybe that is the, the desire that God has placed in your heart for you because maybe you need a man that's going to come and watch you to help you get to the place where you are a good steward with your money, that you're able to take care of things and that he's able to help you get your credit score right, right? So we're not saying that if you have a 500 credit score, don't desire somebody with an 800 credit score right. because that desire might have been placed in you by God to want that so that you can become that so that person can help come and shape you in that way. Um, and then I just want to say this, Hosea had to marry a prostitute. She was for the streets, right? She was straight you, you, can, you can marry somebody for that's for the streets. So, for the streets. but that does not mean that you don't have to not be married to them. That means that, you know what? I'm going to be patient. We're going to go back to the, to the love definition in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be long suffering. I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to be here for this person until that person understands that I'm here for them, not for me. And I think that is where we get in trouble mm -hmm. in our marriages we come in our marriages with this expectation like i'm reading this toby of how marriage is supposed to be based on what we've been told based on how we've been raised based on what we saw and we totally neglect the other person and make that person feel bad for everything that they are oh you mm -hmm. ain't cooking you ain't doing this like my mama did and you ain't for me what yeah. what if that person was raised like no but I'm, I'm gonna make enough money so i can go out to eat at five like me i said i was gonna make enough money so i don't have to cook because there's so many other things I could be doing. 
Yeah, we got to eat, but guess what? There's somebody else that know how to cook. I don't have to make every meal. Y'all notice she says somebody else. She ain't say me. <laughs> but I know how to cook. Yeah, I know how to, cook. How to cook. But yeah, why do I? I can, I can help you in so many other ways. God has gifted me in so many other areas in my life. There's so many other things that I can add to my husband to, to be in the kitchen every day while he sit there and eat and I'm cleaning up. Which ain't a bad thing. It ain't a bad thing. I'm, I'm just saying, but right. we see that that has been an issue with women nagging, women being mad at their husbands. Like, I'm always in here cooking and cleaning, and you get, I'll never have time to sit down with the family because I'm doing all, and the, it runs the man away, right? Because we're always nagging them because we got to do all this. We got to take care of the house, and we working, and they working too. Come on. We got to stop with all the foolishness of how it's supposed to be and get back to the standard and what actually works in your house. Well, it actually works in house. She said a mouthful right there. So this is the thing. Alignment. There are certain things that we have to recognize and say, listen, I know me, right? I know what I want. I know what I'm looking for. I'm willing to I'm willing to compromise, but to a certain extent. Um, and so this is the say what maybe he's a different kind of guy. Man, that's all it, it's nothing wrong with being a different Toby, kind of are guy, you bro. Still married? It's all right. Ain't nothing wrong with being a different kind of guy, brother. It's again, it's it's all right. But this is the thing: when we get to that uh, the understanding of what alignment looks like in our particular relationships, right? When we get to that place, alignment says this: this is what you like. This is what I like. This is what I accept. This is what you accept. They go together, right? One doesn't have to complement the other. They go together. And there's some things in relationships that we have to be able to recognize. And say, listen, this right here is a deal breaker for me whatever that thing is, you know what I mean? And, and there are some things we had to learn along the way um, in order for us to come into a place of alignment because there were conversations we didn't have we, before getting married, which is okay, but it would have been, we would have learned those things a lot sooner had we had the proper conversations ahead of time about alignment versus compatibility. So, so the encouragement for anybody that's listening right now that may probably either looking to get into a relationship, maybe you're in a fresh relationship and you're learning it, and, or maybe you're just relearning your spouse altogether. Have that conversation about what are some things that we need to come into agreement with, that this is how we're going to do things. And then also recognizing individuality. All right. This is something that you like. I don't really care for it that much, but there's going to be there it is the word I'm about to say balance and eloquence. <laughs> Family, you got it. There has to be some balance. Right. I, I don't care to go jogging. But if you like the jog, then I'll go jogging with you, because what I'm doing is I'm, I'm learning how to become one with you. You may not like to watch sports, and that's cool. I love to watch sports. So then guess what? You come sit down and watch sports with me, not because you like sports, but because you're becoming one with me. And so that we don't have to cancel each other out and say, I don't think these relationships going to work. Why? Because you like sports and I don't. No, no. You, you got to learn how to let two become one. Is that Pastor Powell? Hey, Pastor Powell. Hey, Pastor, that's my pastor <laughs> right there. Hey, Pastor Powell. How you doing, brother? Love you, too. Balance is key. Balance is key. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe time is about to be up. What time is it? It's 27 oh, minutes. All right, we got two minutes. So we're gonna do oh we, got a, we got a two-minute drill. Is so good. We got it. Yeah, it has been. It has been great. We got a two-minute drill right here before we get out of here. So, real quick, you what's your final thoughts? We got two minutes. I want some of that though. I want some of them two minutes. You want some of the two? I'm gonna so try. You, got, you go first. Go first. No, no, no. Right. I ain't ready yet. We got a minute. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna close it with this. Listen. <laughs> Listen. There's so much work to do in the kingdom. And if we look at the Bible in the Old Testament and how Moses, he left his wife with her father to go and do ministry. 
He didn't worry about her cooking and cleaning for him. We have to get out of these fixed mindsets about how our household is supposed to be. And we expect it to be like this because my parents did like this. No, what? how does God want your marriage to be so that it can bless somebody else, so it can reach somebody else? If y'all can't come in an agreement in alignment, then how can y'all walk together? Mm-hmm. You cannot walk together unless you come into agreement and alignment. So you have to have those tough conversations. You have to look at where the arguments are coming from and really talk about it and discuss it so that you can walk together. Yeah. <laughs> I tried so fast. She did. You did great. You did great. So this is what I want to say. In reference to alignment and compatibility, I think if we really took the time, if we took, and I wish we could do this, but if, listen, if we could take every, I won't say every, if we could take, I'll say a hundred, if we could take a hundred divorces, and sit those couples back down and ask them this question. Have you guys discussed in what areas of your life you're aligned? Have you discussed in what areas of your life you, where you're complimentary, where you have to compliment each other? I guarantee you most of them have not had that conversation. Uh, so I, my encouragement to everybody here today is, is have those tough conversations and not try to, don't try to bend your spouse into becoming you. There it is. Come on now. Don't don't, don't Come on. make your spouse. We running out of time. But that Come was on what, now. Now that's why we got these feminist men and these doggone masculine, strong masculine strong, women. Because we're trying to yeah exactly. So we gotta listen. Don't try to make your spouse become who you want them to be. You got to learn how to recognize. Okay, we we have this these non negotiables in terms of alignment, but these differences that we have, can we work together with these differences? Because you can work together through differences. Come on. That's what a lot of marriages. That's what all marriages successful. You do it. Do. Come on, they do it at work. We work together through differences at work. We work together through differences in traffic. <laughs> we work together through differences all over the place. Uh, Black Friday, we figure it out. That's what Come we do. On, so, we do. you know. Uh, why can't we do it in our homes? So, listen, we run out of time here, but I want to read the last, some of these last couple comments. Eric said we're going to need, with, with growth, we're going to need more time. I agree. We run out of time too fast. We run out of time way too fast. We started something great. We need this type of wisdom. Amen, LaQuinta. Thank you for that. And then there was, oh, we need to do a marriage conference. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Pastor Powell, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Stay tuned. We're going to keep you all in the loop of that. Um, it is on the way. We haven't done a conference, a marriage conference in a few years, probably since COVID. Um, we we did um, our commitment to the Val Conference, and we took a little hiatus, but that's coming back. So stay connected. We got you. Yes. What else we got? It <laughs> we takes all- work. Pastor, <laughs> it does take work. Yes, it does, Pastor Powell. Um, Toya Scott. Oh, yeah, yeah. We used to work together. She said, great points. Thanks for sharing. Young marriage and almost marriage need to hear this, as well as those of us who are seasoned. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Outdoor marriage fest. You know where we're going. Toby, we got to go, man. But listen, if we're going to do an outdoor marriage fest, it's going to be in North Carolina at his property. All right, now. We're going to do so it. So you Toby. ain't said, I already yeah. got the whole look with the tents. I got the pictures for it. All right. All right. We love you guys. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And remember, catch us next Sunday at seven. Come on, like two, three, four, five, seven. That's all you need. Love y'all. Love you guys.
was trying to get you to get that to play 